you don't like my man's No, oh my god. So Max. <laughs> Just sit like this. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, 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 that's what I'm saying. Welcome back. We're back. Episode number four. Yeah. Big four. End of season one. <laughs> yeah, As little, per se, a season. It's a little I'm, sad. It's like bittersweet. It is. It's a little nice little sitcom, as one would say. No, yeah. Not a sitcom. Podcast. Video podcast. Multimedia First podcast. time podcasting. Yeah. For both of us. Well, for an actual more than like a 10 minute episode we had to make in first year university. Yeah, I liked it. I don't know. It's like a lot more easygoing than like all of the other on-air work I've done. Yeah, it's definitely different. I like just like, it's just super casual. You like to you know? chat. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I'm sure some aren't quite so casual, but. The podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, casual in whatever way you take it. Or the, or the best part about it is you can go casual or as serious as you want to. Exactly. You can make it your own. I feel like it's like very freeing as a, as yeah, a media it's a, form. It's a platform to talk, speak your mind, talk to other people. Yeah. Talk to Max. Get an excuse to talk to you. Exactly. But we also, we got a good excuse to talk to our guest today. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. That was a good segue. Good job. <laughs> very excited about the guest today. Um, like Team Canada, that's wild. Yeah, figure skating is like a sport that like coming into it, I can't say I knew a ton about. Yeah, it's been fun to do the research about it though. Like it's, there's a lot more that goes into it. The rules are kind of like, there's a lot of rules. And definitely a sport that I couldn't do. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to learn. Let about alone it. skate, the lifting, the round. Like, <laughs> All just, of it. It's not for me. I would love to be able to the do it. The touching your toes, just couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it, yeah. I don't even think I can touch my toes like sitting down right now. But we're not going to show that on camera. No, you guys don't want to see that. Instead, maybe we should get to our uh, first guest. Yeah, let's do it. Our guest today is a Paris figure skater and part of Team Canada. He's also a sports check athlete and has his own new podcast called The Ice Lab. We are so to be jo- we are so excited to be joined by Trent Michaud. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. It's so exciting to sit down with like such a high level athlete again. We had one last week, um, but figure skating is something like Max and I both have obviously watched a lot of. But you know, it's a kind of a new sport to me that I am like learning about, and this is really cool. Thanks. Yeah, I know it's it's a. Uh... I feel like people mainly just watch it with the Olympics. Like yeah. that's what everybody always says. Oh, I watched it with my grandparents during the Olympics and stuff. But, um, you know, it's like most amateur sports. Like it doesn't get a lot of coverage besides the Olympics, but there's so much going on with them in other amateur sports that, you know, hopefully gets more traction than just professional sports. But, right. And yeah. you were just competing in France. Yes. Yeah. And you won. Yep. Everything. So congrats for Thank starts. Thank you. Yeah. But also like how, how was that? You got back really recently, but what was the whole kind of experience like? Uh, it was pretty cool. So I've been to France before. It was actually during uh, 2022 world. So it was still kind of COVID-ish. Like yeah. we still had to get tested all the time. We were kind of in like a bubble-ish, but not full bubble. So didn't really get to experience France as much as this one, which was awesome. Um, France is lovely. We were in a little town called Angers, which was we were able to rock, walk to the rink, which is wonderful instead of yeah. waiting for buses or anything. Um, but it was a great experience. It was a full crowd for the whole event, which was huge. Uh, the crowd was awesome and we skated really well, so we can't really complain when, you know, you went there some things, obviously we could still done a lot yeah. better, but we're really excited with how things have accelerated and we had new, I'm skating with a new partner. Um, this is our second season together. We've only been skating for just over a year together. So we're still experiencing a lot of new 
things together. One of them being like for this event, we won the short. So it was our first time skating last because yeah. most competitions with skating, you flip. So if you win the short, you're last to skate. So it's a lot longer wait instead of like, yo, you just go out, oh. you warm up and you go. So yeah, so there can be a little bit of that. Yeah. But I thought we did really well with that, which was exciting. So lots of good takeaways from the event. Obviously, uh, winning is huge, winning yeah. our first Grand Prix. And then we were second in Texas at Skate America a few weeks before. So we actually got our ticket to... Uh, the Grand Prix final in China in two weeks. Okay, wow, so congratulations. It's been, it's been a pretty good month. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. I, I am curious, though, you said you just started with a new partner. What's the process like in finding a new partner? Like, how do you go about that? It's uh, It can be all over the map. Sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes it can be quick. It's Most of the time, it's like communication between coaches. Um, so let's say there's, like, I'm, you're looking for a new partner. Your coach will put feelers out to other coaches that they know looking for a new partner and it just can kind of stem from there. Luckily enough, when um, my uh, previous partner, Evelyn, decided she didn't want to skate anymore, uh, we reached out to Leah's coach and it was like pretty quick. They were right on top of it. We started the kind of skating together the next week after that and just kind of act. We actually never asked her if she wanted to skate with me. <laughs> it just, just kind of continued and that's our like running joke. We just don't know if she actually still wants to skate yeah. with me, but here we are now. So. It's just going on. Yeah, <laughs> just, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, yeah, cool. You both just showed up on the ice one day. You're like, oh, it's just us two here. Yeah. Might, might as well just skate. Yeah, may as well keep going. Yeah. Do you guys get matched in terms of like height and everything? And Yeah, that's a big thing. Obviously with pair skating, it's like the if you have a little bit more height, mm -hmm. um, it's better because, you know, the overhead lifts and everything can be a little bit easier but it all depends on a multitude of things yeah. that skating skills um how you guys look together how we work together which all the things with leo working out super amazingly yeah. so can't complain so it does matter like if you guys get along or not oh yeah <laughs> i like well it's like it would be like the same thing if like you guys didn't like each other and you were doing this every single uh -oh. day like yeah. all the time you know what i mean yeah. like I couldn't imagine not being able to like being being partners with someone when you're working so much. It's like a full time job what yeah. we're doing. And if you didn't like the person, it would be so hard for me. You're with them all the time. All the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like growing up. Like as you were saying, a lot of people grow up just like watching the Olympics and stuff like that. Like I grew up just like watching like Tessa and Scott. You yeah. know, like like they were the partnership. Where everyone's like, oh, like how are they not together? when it came out that like they I were know. not. And it's like, I can't believe they're. I still can't believe that they're yeah. not married. Like I think they're really in love. So I guess yeah, the chemistry is very yeah. important. Yeah. To, no, it's can. huge. Yeah. And Max mentioned at the beginning that you have started your own podcast, mm -hmm. Ice Lab. So what made you want to do that? Uh, I love podcasts. I listen to them almost every single day. So uh, one of my best friends, uh, Michael Marinero, who I actually competed against um, for uh, from like 2018 till they just retired after the last Olympics. Okay. So uh, we're best friends. I started training with him when I first moved for skating. And it could just kind of stem from there, but we both listen to podcasts all the time, always recommending podcasts to each other, both like to talk a lot. So uh, <laughs> it was pretty easy for us. And one day I was just driving home from, I think I had just come back from competition. I was driving back to Belleville, which was the area that I'm from. And when I came, was driving home, I was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? Like, I feel <laughs> like we do a really good job at it. And it just kind of stemmed from there. So the whole thing with the uh, Ice Lab was to bring just more awareness to amateur sports. Like I said, like right. a lot of it is just really just during the Olympics. And it's only like you only get the telltale stories of like, you know, the CBC exclusives, yeah. all of those. So we wanted to bring people more into like what daily life of the amateur athlete is like and yeah. what it can be like, because it's so can be just so different from a professional aspect. And then 
it just kind of stemmed from there and hoping that other people like the whole thing about the ice lab is like obviously skating is our thing so yeah ice just makes sense but everybody has their own laboratory or lab True. of going on with works uh, social life sports everything so we were hoping that it would just bring insight to other athletes other people of you know what they could bring into their own lives that we do or other people do that they can hear about and connect with yeah i love that it's definitely like i just pretty important like people don't especially like in your sport like people don't really understand like what the behind the scenes is like and being an amateur athlete yeah. and like the funding is it there like yeah. how like how it goes like winning competitions is that how you make money is that how you go to the next step like i feel like it's an unknown yeah and it's very unknown people. and it's all different across all sports yeah. too like it's insanely different uh, i train with my strength and conditioning coach at the milton velodrome um, so we trained a lot with the cyclists there and like even just talking to them of like how vastly different it is Like we were saying with funding how it works. It's completely different. Yeah, so it's really interesting to hear other athletes story Ours has a lot of obviously skaters on it because we just have access to a lot of more skaters But we've had a few other athletes. We've had uh, cow like some we had a chiropractor who worked with um, the Olympic men's champion in high jump from uh, I think it was Rio he won. So that was a really cool, interesting story, hearing him talk about that and also that he works with professional athletes from Detroit Red Wings, Detroit Lions. So like him hearing like the difference from him of professional and amateur sports and how much it changes was really cool. Yeah, I'm sure. Especially like the different, especially like for him as a chiropractor, the different kinds of injuries or like different yeah. stuff that he works on per se between like a football player, hockey player, figure skater. Like I feel like it's, very really different cool. across the board. Yeah, yeah, one of the things with him that was I found really interesting was like he was like, yeah, track athletes are much more. I think a lot of athletes get around the stigma of like, oh, you shouldn't, you don't need their like not therapy, but like physical therapy. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, if you're seeing a physio or a Cairo, you're hurt. Yeah. You don't want to be hurt. And he's like, the athletes, like track athletes, are like, no, this feels tight today. Can you work on it? And that's oh. like, like they're doing it track side, and then it just boosts their performance. So it was really interesting hearing that for myself because it's like okay, yeah, no, if something just doesn't feel good, just get it worked on, and it just is going to help your training and your performance. Yeah. Have you implemented that? Yeah, like, for sure. Forward? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm very, like, very on top of that, too, which is, like, a part of the thing with sports is you want to have longevity, and I just want to have longevity for my sport, and I also want to be able to do what, it, what I'd like to be able to do yeah. when I'm done competing. Right. So let's try to keep the body healthy yeah. as long if, as possible. If I could go to the chiropractor every day, I would. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, there's nothing like the feeling now. There's nothing better. Yeah. I love those TikToks where they like, oh, where the they cracks? like fake yeah. crack, like the skeleton. Yeah, the skeleton. Yeah, not, 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 skeleton against the wall. Yeah. Not, not the fake. I love the real stuff. Yeah. I, I like watching the real the stuff. Real yeah. Um, okay. Back to more of the skating. Do you have like a favorite song like during a routine that you've done any point in your life that just sticks to you so this was kind of a joke from last year while we were competing because ever since i was a kid i always wanted to skate to pirates of the caribbean <laughs> like just the, i love the movies the music's awesome i always want to skate to it and like that's a pretty typical i would say one for like a younger guy yeah. younger man to skate to and i never got to skate to it like it just was never in the cards for me and then Last year, I found one of the pieces that is a little bit more mature, not just like wiping around, <laughs> like pretending you're 
throwing not like <laughs> your sword around at someone and so we skated to it and that was like all, all year i was just happy to skate to it every single day so i would say that one but then this year we actually are skating to gladiator which i love even more which i didn't think was going to be possible but wow okay yeah I, I guess it's like important you know it's like you're going out there like i want to just like hear like song that i love yeah, yeah. it's easier to get skate to i mean yeah. you must get sick of the songs like a little bit like I did dance in high school and sometimes even it would come on I'd be like oh my god like yeah that definitely happens so that's like well, my coach is really good with that like obviously we we use the music a lot it's very mm -hmm. intertwined with what we're doing because that's at the end of the day it was part of our performance um but we always really make sure we pick something that we really like for that reason yeah. like we're not going to get sick of and then if we do or we're not feeling anymore, we'll just change it. And we change our programs every year, so that makes it easier. Some yeah. people will keep them for longer than one season, which I've never really done, so I don't know if I would be able to do yeah. that. But <laughs> It's also like pretty niche, like Pirates of the Caribbean. I was going to say, you might not get like the PTSD all of a sudden you're at the grocery store. And yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hearing like, it. Here's the song. You're like, oh, no. I skated, this is, this is Pirates of the Caribbean. I skated okay. to Someone You Love by Lewis Capaldi oh, for oh. a program one year. And then like it was a really – like we only skated to it for half half a season because we were skating to Benny and the Jets before, which was also awesome. But what then, a vibe change. Yeah, Dude, I know. It was awesome. a big, big change up, but it wasn't really working well for like a performance or whatever. Yeah. So then we switched to someone you loved. And even now, I like as soon as I hear it, all I think about is like training and competing yeah. with it. So um, so for France or just any competition, what's your like pre-competition routine look like? Uh, Normal, like the only like I would say like more of like superstition thing is I always put my left skate on first. Okay. And I always take my right skate off first. Really weird. I don't know. I just noticed it. I don't know if it's so much superstition. Yeah. It's just like a routine, I guess. Um, besides that, it doesn't. But like, there's not really anything crazy. No. If I can take a nap, I always do. But that's <laughs> about it. <laughs> I mean, if I can take a nap, I will as yeah, well. Just yeah. in general. Okay. What is like a trick? There's something that you've tried to master or that you have now mastered that's taken you, let's say like a long time, you're like I need to get this down and now you like would finally have it. Or is there one that you're still trying to be like, I need to get this because it will take me to the next step. I think with skating, the like the biggest part is that, and I, I this is just our mental, like the way we look at things mentally is that you're, you're there's nothing that's perfect. Like perfectionism is really, can be really daunting and ter like not terrible, but it can be, very bad for your mental health as well as like what you're trying to do so we look at everything everything as a mastery approach so it's like everything can always be a little bit better yeah. and we're just striving towards making things a little bit better each day so i wouldn't say there's anything that i'm like oh like i've got it perfectly like or like like there's things obviously that i'm very confident in, in what we do um but yeah there's nothing like in particular one thing is like, another kind of joke with us is our side by side spins so we have to do like spin side by side that you're trying to be at the exact same revolution mm -hmm. look the exact same the whole time which i think is difficult because i'm skating with someone who's you know like six seven inches short, shorter than me <laughs> different com com completely different body than me so it's like trying to match that is hard but i would the besides that it's yeah i wouldn't say there's anything that i'm like oh like the one of the biggest things I think in skating is like your double axle, which is like once you get past that, it can open up doors or it's just like kind of like a very big threshold thing for most skaters in general. Um, non like elite, elite athlete, like skaters even. So I would say that's probably what one, one thing that most figure skaters would say is like their double axle. But yeah. 
I can literally picture the like Olympic (laughs) commentators being like, and they're getting ready for the double axel. Like, yeah. Um, The side by side spins look really cool though. Yeah, they are cool. When it's it's awesome, it's sick. Yeah, they do look unreal. But it's like if they get out of if you guys get out of time, that's scary to me because can't like skates can go in places, and I'm always worried. And yeah. Okay, since we talked about double axel, people try and get that from a young age. What was the process like to getting to where you are? Like, where did this start? How old were you? Like, uh, so I actually got kicked out of Timbits hockey as a kid. <laughs> yeah, um, I was a terrible, terrible skater. And so I was playing Timbits hockey and I was like, I hated if someone took the puck from me. I'm a really competitive person. So like if someone took the puck from me, I would throw my stick at them oh. like tomahawk, punch, <laughs> so they're like, no, no sticks allowed for yeah, you. I got, I'm probably <laughs> the only like Timbits player who has like, I have the most penalty minutes definitely <laughs> still in yeah, in Timbits yeah. history. Um, so they had asked like my mom and my grandparents like a like he he would he shouldn't come back until he's learned how to skate better just like to kind of solve that issue. Uh, so I went into can skate, learned how to skate, ended up trying figure skating like a year afterwards, liked it, and then it just kind of like rolled from there. I just kind of fell in love with it. Um, at one point, my coach that I had at the time was like, "Oh, do you want to try pair skating? There's like a girl to match up well." try it and so i'd never seen pair skating before and i you the i remember back like it was like back old pc not like gaming pcs <laughs> yeah. but old pcs and i watched um jamie Sally and david pelche from the 2002 salt lake olympics which actually is the performance that changed our sport like for major um and it was just i was just like oh this is sick like this is looks so cool and unreal yeah. and ever since then i've just been a pair skater so yeah uh, how, how old were you then uh I think it was about 10 or 11 when that happened. So I think I started wearing figure skates when I was about nine years old, roughly somewhere around there. Was that a tough transition wow. for you? Oh yeah. The first time you step on the ice, just straight on your face <laughs> yeah. from your toe picks. But uh, I don't know. It's second nature to me. I teach power skating too. So like even switching between the skates, it's, it's like, yeah. Just no sticks anymore then. I still have a stick, but, it's just, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not playing with a puck. I'm just teaching people how to skate with it. Yeah. I remember I have tried on figure skates maybe like twice in my life and I fall every time, but I'm just not a confident skater in general, um, which sucks. I'm from Ottawa. Like we have the canal, yeah, which is, the I want so much to be able to get on, out, yeah. like get out there and be confident, but no, and yeah. falling in public is really embarrassing. I, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, once, once I get going, I'm okay, but it's just straight, and I need the boards to stop. You well, yeah, how do you, you stop? Know, I, know, just stop <laughs> it, I, can't, I can't stop. Just ran straight into yeah, it. Yeah, straight into yeah. it, you know? Um, so you did mention earlier that you've switched partners mm-hmm. recently. Like, you've been competing together for over a year now. Yeah, just over a year. Um, yeah. What was kind of the biggest challenge adjusting to, like, skating with her? Is it an adjustment, switching from skating with one person then to another like obviously you have to learn kind of how they operate what was kind of the how did you go about that yeah that's definitely like part of it is uh, it's a, just a different person in general yeah. so you know the seeing how well you match up like personality wise and what they like to do what you like to do so that all kind of changes and then also just like difference in heights and everything the balance points are different so that was i wouldn't say it was super hard but it was just like a like a little bit of a reminder of like okay some things i used to think about doing it this way i need to change a little bit so it i honestly we're very lucky everything kind of came together really quickly for us it kind of clicked really well so it wasn't like a long process but it can be a challenging process in that sense but also we kind of had that same mentality right away of like okay everything doesn't need to be perfect like we're just striving to be better every single day so makes it a lot easier to just kind of keep working through things yeah and maybe 
another kind of challenge with the figure skating now that we've talked about how you got into it. Um, do you find that there is a stigma surrounding kind of men's figure skating and that you've had to compete against that? I mean, even when you were nine, like, were the people who maybe made fun of you and you had to deal with that? 100%. I'm from, like, more of a small town area where it was, like, hockey is the big thing. And yeah. I got bullied a lot. Like, I won't lie. I got in a fight almost every single day from grade one to six. Oh. Like, and, and it sucked. But um, I always stood up for myself. Like, you know, that was one thing that even my, like, my my family always like said, just stand, like always stand up for yourself. Like, so I did, unfortunately, sometimes it just resulted in a lot of hands getting thrown at each other, but uh, I don't recommend that violence <laughs> yeah, is not the way. Um, but I really did love what I was doing. I love skating. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I've always said, I feel like I've never worked a day in my life. Yeah. Um, so I always just think that if you love what you do or you love what you're doing, it should, nobody else should stop you from doing it. It might be hard sometimes, but if you just remember the picture of what you want to do at the end of the day, that's the biggest thing. Um, I think that, you know, I was lucky in that sense and that I had such a supportive family and um, my friend group as well. Like right. they were supportive of it. Even some of them at first were like, you know, would make fun of me and stuff. And then once you start succeeding in something, that also yeah. starts to go away. And I was succeeding, not just in skating. I was doing well in school. I was doing well in all other sports at school. Yeah. So like it make make that makes a big difference. But even if that doesn't happen, it's still at the end of the day is if you love what you do, then nobody should stop you from doing it. So oh, I love that. a little different side here you talked about your superstition you go left right in the skates do you have a go-to pair of skates or like maybe you've had them for a really long time that you're just like these are the ones i'm using these or do you like to switch up and get no so we have to like i i switch them up every six months because um, every six months every six months i get oh my new pair of skates. yeah um slightly because like they'll break down and everything and yeah. but it's more of like you can get them to the point where they will be broken and you don't want to be skating and broken skates one it's dangerous two doesn't feel good yeah um and so i just change them every six months because then i never really get to that point where i'm like oh like Ooh, right you before don't know competition. If you're gonna... yeah so but is breaking them in difficult uh not at, at not as point. much yeah. anymore uh especially with just technology nowadays sure. like skates are yeah. like a, i don't know if you've ever worn hockey skates but it's like you just heat them up put them on yeah, and away you go good. yeah, yeah. Uh, this is like a little random i don't know i run a lot and when I was running a lot, like I trained for a half marathon and my feet were terrible. Do you have like blisters and everything on your feet or your skates? No. Oh, I'm okay. not saying I have pretty feet. <laughs> yeah, no. not selling, not I don't want to be like, are your feet pretty? Not like, selling we'll, feet we'll, on OnlyFans, we'll, but. We'll keep, those, yeah. we'll keep those off camera. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe for the special paid version yeah. of the episode. Yeah, we could, the uh, subscription version of the show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I don't really get knock on wood. I don't really get too many blisters or anything yeah. from that. But now there's. They're not the prettiest dogs in the world, but they're okay. <laughs> they're doing okay yeah. for what they are. Do you, do you get nervous like going into lifts and stuff like that still? Or at this point, it's kind of second nature? To you? Uh, it's second nature. And it's like one of those things you don't think about the negative part. You just think about the positive or your keywords or anything. So like it's there's always still a little bit like that. I would not say cautiousness, but just being aware of what's going on. So that way, if something is not going to go great, you're able to step in and fix it. But no, I like pretty confident in it, it but yeah and that's also part of it if you don't just go for it then that's when True. mistakes happen and like with the new partner you would just go straight on the ice and just go straight to it do you practice the stuff off the ice yeah or? so we have like we show up like an hour before our session every day do like a full warm-up and then we warm up lifts off the ice and everything and then 
depending on the time of year, we'll spend like an hour or two off the ice, just doing lifts, trying new things, working on things. We always do like with lifts and stuff, you always try them off the ice for a while yeah, until they're comfortable first, but yeah. I can't imagine like, because lifting off ice is hard anyways, and then you put skates on. I'm just trying to picture myself. I couldn't do that. Oh my God. Like figure skating is wild when you actually think about yeah, it. Yeah. It's a super cool sport. <laughs> I, that's what, one thing I like, I don't like, I love all sports. Like I'm a big hockey fan. I know you, you're, you're Vancouver, Vancouver. Yeah. yeah you're Vancouver and you're Sands. Sands. Yeah. yeah. Disgusting. Rock. Both of you. <laughs> Vancouver. <Vancouver's, laughs> the Canucks have been a hot start. Yeah. They, they, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> my roommates are Vancouver fan. So we have arguments about it all the time. I'm a Leafs fan. Uh, yeah. uh. The Suns beat the Leafs like last week. I was at work and I watched it and that's, I don't watch a ton of hockey. The Leafs, I don't know. They're they're always gonna be. Do you do you they're think they choke. have what it takes, or you every year like this is the year? Oh, I'm a little bit of that, but that's just like just because you want to win. Every team, I'm but pretty you know, sure, you, still know, is you a, know to temper your expectations. Yeah, so exactly. But I don't know. I still have faith in them. They they have a good core group. They do. Every I, I don't know. Everything seems like it should be in place. It's just whether or not we're cursed enough to <laughs> still. But um, the, but, city, the city will go wild wild it'd be sick it'd be like i know you guys talked about that the like when the raptors won i think it'd be like immensely past that oh yeah so far past that but they're not gonna win (laughs) we'll see i'm sorry i'm I'm just crushing dreams that's my job today we'll see um but yeah so like i'm a big sports fan in general but i think one of the coolest things about skating is that it's one of the not one of the only sports but one of the few sports that brings so much athleticism and artistry and at the same time which is super cool. And it's also, you're just like, you're throwing a human above your head on the ice yeah. with little thin blades on your feet. <laughs> when it ta- when it, you talk about like the choreographed parts or like all that sort of stuff, do you have a say in that? Are you working directly with a coach who is like taking you through all the individual steps? Yeah. So we, we work with a choreographer. Sometimes they can be your coach. Sometimes that's the kind of, there's just their job is choreographing. Right, yeah. Um, we have both, but so yeah, no, it's definitely goes between the two of you or the three of us technically. Um, yeah, you get a say in it because if you don't feel like it's working well, then it's not going to no, be portrayed yeah. well anyways, but you also want them to push you to be better. So you're still right. working on things. So yeah, it's a big, big collaborative effort from like everything, not just the choreography to training to the whole thing. So for you and Leah, what would you say is like the next kind of goal for you guys for your skating? Uh, next goal like, is definitely, obviously our big goal is the 2026 yeah. Olympics in Milan. Um, but besides that is just being competitive as we can at every event. So trying to win a world's medal, trying to right. medal at the Olympics, I think is our, like would be our obviously other goals besides yeah. that. But we're really doing a, I think we're doing a really good job of pushing ourselves to be more competitive and, yeah. um, at every single event we go to. So that would be, that's the ultimate goal obviously yeah. is to win a gold at the Olympics would be amazing, but. If you won, yeah. that would be ridiculous. We could be like, oh, he was on our podcast. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, and then just a little aside, you have a clothing line or an apparel line, yep. Topic Apparel. Um, so maybe what's kind of a goal with that like this year? It's been a little bit more on the back burner for the last little bit. It's still running. You can go to topicapparel.ca, buy some merch. Um, <laughs> so the whole process and the thought behind that was mm-hmm. actually to... Um, get more boys into figure skating. Right. So when I first tried it, I was in white skates with black boot covers on because it's really hard to find, you know, younger male figure skates. It's not hard to get them, but 
little bit harder to find a used pair. So then obviously parents don't know if you're going to like it. They don't want right. to spend the money on it. So we were trying to bridge that gaps. So a portion of our sales goes towards that. So um, uh, someone can reach out and we'll pay for them to have to buy them brand new skates. Okay. So that was the whole premise of it was to obviously build a brand for skating, like just like ones that you can wear on the ice, yeah. wear around to show that you're a skater and you love skating. And then also to hopefully bring more boys into the sport in that aspect, because I think that's one of the biggest bridges that keeps boys away from trying it is that, you know, you either get white figure skates or you can't find black figure skates, yeah. especially in smaller towns like where I was from. It was a lot harder to find that. So, yeah, I feel like the market also in the smaller towns is very tough to find your size. Yeah, exactly. And just like in a used pair if you don't necessarily know you want to start with the sport. And then what do you think? Is there something that like can change to get more young boys into sport, like into this sport other than that? Um, do you think there needs to be like more of a societal shift or is it just little things that everyone like we should just have boys try it right like why are we pushing them all into hockey there's so many different options yeah i think you could go with one of them being obviously that canada is known for hockey yeah. and that's just what people do and it's easier to access hockey skates and get into that but one of the biggest things that i found i obviously fell in love with skating i was lucky enough to have the support system around me that i was able to continue with it but one of the biggest things that I've seen, I was like one of the only male skaters in my area. So obviously I went through all those problems with bullying and whatnot. Mm. Um, but in Brantford now, like where I live and train and I've been there for six years, I have, we went from having, there was one boy in figure skates to we have eight or nine now wow. and like competitive, like yeah. four or five competitive um, skaters. So I think one of the biggest things is like just the, exposure to it so a lot of that has happened like a few of them have said they wouldn't have tried it if they hadn't seen me on the ice coaching them yeah. or just in general seeing the like exposure to it so i think that's a big thing because then it becomes too like you can see it with these boys like they're so closely knit as friends yeah. on the ice and off the ice which is just creates a little group which is really cool to see especially for me because like i had didn't have that yeah at least close with me i was lucky that i started competing in doing well that I was able to like started competing at nationals and everything. And I have a close group of friends that, you know, from across the world now that like we supported each other through those, some of those times. So uh, I think that's the biggest thing. It's just mainly the exposure, but a little bit of like, you know, like let, let kids try what they want to try yeah. and trying not to, you know, uh, I would like not bully, but be belittle them for wanting to try whatever they want to try, whether it's skating or dance or gymnastics, yeah. anything like that. Can you talk a little bit about being a part of Team Canada and being a sport check athlete as well? Yeah, so uh, sport check was my first job when I was 15. I still work <laughs> there. Um, so they, they have a really good program there that if you're uh, an employee, you can apply to be a sport check athlete and they'll help fund you and you know just try to do little things along the way that will help you out with. So I'm very thankful for that. They've been doing that for a number of years for me, which has made it huge difference um obviously amateur sports are not overly funded that yeah. greatly for the most part so that made a big difference for me and being part of team canada is uh, you know it's it's really cool like <laughs> every time like we hear representing canada on the ice before we skate it's it gives you chills and it just you know when you watch like growing up same thing like watching the olympics and not just skating but like any sport you want to be do something with it's like part of team canada it's you feel the whole nation behind you even if there's nobody in the crowd or nobody there yeah. you just know like being from canada or representing canada in a sport or anything you just there's a different i don't know level to that that you don't get that feeling anywhere else in any sport i would say like 
the dream to make the Olympics and to represent your yeah. nation. Like, no, like that's always the most talked about thing is the biggest goal is to do that. So, yeah, even with like hockey players, you hear them talk about it too, with like, you know, the Olympics or whatever, like they all want it. Like most of them want to go to the Olympics yeah. and play for their country still, even though there's some of them are Stanley cup champions or haven't won a Stanley cup. They always, that's one of the most talked about things almost every time the winter Olympics rolls around. Cause the hockey players for the most part, from what you see are like, yeah, we want to go and play. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Sidney Crosby, like his biggest moment, like he's the best, like one of the best hockey players yeah, ever, ever <laughs> multiple Stanley cup champions, golden goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one will forget the golden goal call scoring no. that in Vancouver. Like, yeah, that's just like one of the biggest moments of his career, if not the biggest. Yeah. You know, I can't even imagine, and having to work so hard for it too, like with, like, cause I mean, the people in the NHL like get paid so much to go and try and win the Stanley Cup, right? Yeah. But with like a lack of funding, you've like had to work so hard to get there, um, which I guess makes it just even better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I moved in my last semester of grade 12 to um, my coach that I have now, and we were in London at the time. And then I wasn't able to go to post-secondary until this year, actually, because I had to work to be able to yeah. fund my own skating. And luckily, I'm at a point now where I'm able to go to school, which I'm really excited about, um, and be able to skate and still feel like I'm living without having to, you know, the see any bills that are just post-two, post-two, post-two. But um, yeah, it's a pretty crazy thing when you look back at how far you've come. Yeah, and like how hard you had to work. And yeah, you're just like, looking back, you're like, you don't realize how hard you worked until later. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I was just doing that. Just that doing was just it. My was just going life. through the like, motions of what I needed to do. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go on to one of our last segments, take it or leave it. So I'm going to give you a piece of advice and you can take the advice. You can leave it if it's awful advice. Okay. Um, <laughs> some people say that athletes shouldn't take stances or share too much on their social media accounts. Do you agree with this? Uh... For me personally, I think this is one of the things that we tried to do with the Ice Lab was a lot of people see athletes and they don't see the vulnerability of athletes. Um, so I think we should, like athletes should be able to post what they want to post or feel like they want to post because that's bringing them, they're human, we're all human. Why does it make a difference? Like if, I mean, I'm an athlete, but I'm still a human being and I want to talk about something and somebody else down the street who's, you know, not a athlete or as a business person is able and is able to talk about it right or whatever it is but we were that was one of the whole things with the ice lab that we were trying to do is bring vulnerability into the athletes like yeah we hear the stories obviously of injuries a lot more about mental health now which i think is great but there's a lot more that goes on as humans in general right. than just those things especially with athletes we go through a lot of things like everybody does in everyday life and i think the more we can connect with that with other people, the more people are going to be wanting to help themselves or, I don't know, just be more like, just, we're all humans. Let's be humans together. Like we're yeah. in this crazy world, crazy things are going on all, at all times. And we're not going to get through it if we don't, you know, be vulnerable and help each other. And I think that's one of the biggest things that athletes can do is so we can help other people by them helping us and vice versa. Yeah, and you, also because you have like a platform as like a professional or yeah, like a professional athlete, right? Yeah. So you can then share opinions and, you know, advice with people. Yeah. And I think that can create change, which is really nice. Yeah. And there's some more athletes that are starting to do that, which I think is awesome. Obviously it takes enough people to do it to that and high enough people to be able to like break that stigmatism of it. But yeah, I definitely think we should be allowed to be able to just be more vulnerable. We're humans. Everybody's human. Like, 
yeah, personal branding has become so big within like the sports market as well as like just on social media with influencers. Mm -hmm. yeah. just, it's just their life they're showing, not necessarily anything else. And I feel like it's important to show the highs and the lows. Like you don't just want to be posting with, oh, here's my gold medal. Exactly. It's like you yeah. want to show all of it because it also shows the journey to getting there. Yeah. Just like as a normal person, if they had a big accomplishment, they'd be posting that also, but they're posting throughout the whole entire time. They're not necessarily like, oh, here, this is sick. Like, yeah, exactly. And then I think too, that just relates back to like somebody could be seeing that and be like, oh, I'm going through a similar thing. And that might just be that little bit of a push that needs to get them out of that or try to, you know, find help with whatever the situation is going on. And it just pushes them to a better place. And that's what I think that's one of the things like uh, biggest things is like you should like with sport is like trying to leave sport in a better place than it, than it was when you got there. Mm -hmm. Whether it could be in the best place that it already was, but you know, you've really accomplished something when you leave sport and it's in a better place. I love that. I want to end on that. That's a Kobe Bryant quote, quote, so I'll take it off of him. But yeah, you can give yeah. him credit. Give yeah. him credit. And I mean, I guess you could kind of almost like see that then with like you were just like a figure skater by yourself when you first started, and now there's you said like eight boys all yeah. skating together, and you can kind of see progress being made. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, there's. 20 in the next few years. Yeah, yeah maybe exactly. Max will take it up yeah, because yeah. we've I, had you. I, I, my ankles these <laughs> a days. Little I, don't, I don't think I can get on skates, but. We'll Is Max, are you too tall for it? Is Just uh, to, to figure, figure skate? skate? No, 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 no. Is height better? Uh, like it, it can play some effects, but there's tons of skaters that are like super, like quite tall. Like yeah. I, I am nowhere near flexible <laughs> enough yeah. for, to be a figure skater. <laughs> Can't <laughs> so, even touch no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave, leave that one in the past. But if I do want to take it up, I'll message you and yep, I got you. you can watch me fail. Private lesson. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'll come watch. So where can people find you on social media? Uh, social media, um, my main platform is just Instagram. So it's Trent Me Show. Uh, Trent with two N's. It's a little weird thing, but uh, thanks, Mom. Uh, <laughs> I, I, have they ever spelt your name right at start? Starbucks? Uh, no. Never. 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 Also, Not once. <laughs> Never. No. And so, yeah, just Instagram, Trend Me Show. I do have TikTok, but I'm mainly just more social on Instagram. And yeah. your podcast as well. And podcast, yeah. Ice Lab Podcast. You can hit it up on any podcast platform or, yeah, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We, but, and also hit up there. So I listen on Spotify, but that's just me. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for um, coming in today. Thank I know you have busy schedule with school and everything. It's been so great talking to you though. Thank you very much guys. Yeah, thanks.